1: And we are back another week, another episode of the AmiBros podcast. I'm one third of the trio called the AmiBros, your host, Damon here, alongside my two uh, wonderful brothers here, Jeremy and Jared, better known as 85. Uh, Fellas, how are we doing on this uh,
0: fine Tuesday night? Man, I'm doing good, man. It's uh, another day in paradise, man. So uh, getting ready for the kids' birthday party this weekend. Uh, shout out to my daughter zoe she turns four on sunday so man it's uh yeah shout out Zoe almost four years being a day so it's it's I, I'm, I'm, yeah. it is flying dog it's flying by jdZ how you feeling
1: brother you good
2: yeah man it's uh it's been a rough couple couple days as as many of you know kobe's uh my favorite athlete of all time so um it's been yeah, a little it really rough was, but man. it
1: really was but, yeah James. Ultimate, everything was about Kobe growing up, and you know we'll get into it later. But uh, obviously, shout out to you guys tuning in to us for another week. Thank you guys for uh, we're just clicking. You know, you guys, you guys have a lot of options, but you're tuning into us. So shout out to you guys. Uh, we got a cool show for you guys. You know, obviously this is Super Bowl week, uh, so we'll be discussing the Chiefs versus the 49ers as well as the untimely passing of Kobe. How that affects just uh, just everybody it seems like just a cl- global, a global phenomenon. So uh without further ado let's start with the uh first topic I, i'd rather go ahead and get the the kobe conversation out of the way not that i want to avoid it but it's just sad so let's start with you jared uh discuss you know kind of how you found out and and what do you think what kind of effect do you think it's going to have pressing forward and uh just just give your thoughts
0: yeah man um this is one of the, the saddest um saddest public celebrity passions i've seen man i think uh, obviously, you know, there's there's people who die in your lifetime that are celebrities that are famous that affect you and impact you sometimes. But in reality, most of them weren't from my kind of age and demographic, uh, you know, where it resonated as strongly as this. Day. I mean, when Michael J- Jackson died, I mean, was I sad? Yeah. But, I mean, in reality, I was, I don't know the time, I think it was 05, so I was 20. Uh, and in reality, you know, it was like, okay. Michael hasn't really put out music in the last ten, fifteen years. By the way,
2: Jared, it was it was uh oh nine.
0: Was it oh nine? So I was twenty four. Um, yeah. and but when you look at it, it was like, all right, Mike hadn't put out music in a decade or so. It wasn't like I was like, you know, had Michael in my face consistently all over the time. And it was, it, in reality, it was like, all right, Michael died early, but if he was oh nine, then Michael was what fifty, fifty one, um. She's still young, but you know, it it didn't really impact me like that. I I remember going to um, a Cirque du Soleil Michael Jackson experience thing because my wife absolutely loves Michael Jackson. And um, it was Michael Jackson fans in there who were just yelling, We'll we'll never forget you, Michael. We'll never let you leave. And I was kind of sitting around like, What is wrong with you people? Um, and, And but now, like, this is something that I and Full disclosure, you guys that know me know about the podcast. I'm really big on you know not changing the narrative, not having this. Uh, you know, I feel like whenever you listen to podcasts, there's a lot of um, you know where, where people come back and they will change their opinion on it or, or change the narrative, and, and I'm, I'm completely against that. I think one of my biggest pet peeves is that. So I wasn't really a huge Kobe fan. I, I was a Kobe fan when he first got to the league. I had his poster on my wall when I when he first got to the league. And, but in reality, my three favorite players of my lifetime have been Reggie Miller, T-Mac, and, and LeBron. And they were all opposed to Kobe in the sense that Reggie Miller, I thought he had a chance of winning the title after Jordan retired. Kobe had a huge game four. Put that away. Uh, I was a T-Mac fan. There was a rivalry between T-Mac and Kobe. Then as a LeBron fan, there's the Kobe and LeBron rivalry. So I was never really a fan of, of Kobe. Um, but, you know, you see all the articles, you start to hear things. And in, in, in our group chat, I said, um, you know, a couple it was probably two weeks ago I sent a, one of the things that Kobe said and helped this kid whose mom had just gone through cancer and took pictures and recorded a video. And I said, Man, Kobe's really starting to piss me off because he's making it so much more difficult to not like him. Like I'm I feel like I disliked this guy for such a long time and he's changing it's like the
2: hilarious. It's like
0: the old old school WWF where it was like, All right, now Isaac Yankum DDS is a fake porn star on the sh- on the thing now. Like I know that's the same wrestler. Just because he changed his appearance doesn't mean Val Venus isn't Isaac Yankum DDS. Um, same thing. I, I kind of felt like I was just turning on on Kobe. I like, mean, he's starting to starting to like him a little bit. And then you know this happens, and then you start to hear all the.
2: He also was the Purple Undertaker, but yeah, he
0: was. Uh, but all this happens, and you start to look at it and say, you know, this has really uh, been a a. a- tough week for me just because you start to see, you know, his relationship yet with his daughters. And I, you know, as a father with two daughters myself, then, you know, you look back at like the videos of him winning the title and his daughter running out on the court and hugging him and kissing him. And his daughter at that time is probably at the same age as Zoe is right now. Um, and, you know, that, that's the stuff that got me. I mean, the basketball stuff, I mean, obviously he's one of the greatest players to ever lace up a sneaker and one of the greatest competitors in any kind of sport. But man, it's the it's the thing that gives me is the family, um, his wife, Vanessa, his, uh, you know, daughters that he still has. He has the three daughters, Natalia, I believe it's Capri and Brianna. Or I'm not sure if it's Brianna, but it's, it, it's uh, the three daughters he's got left. I mean, it's, it's super sad, man. So uh, Jim, I'll let you get into it. Cause I know that's, that's your boy, man. And, and uh, you know, but man, it's, I'm not going to lie, man. It was a tough, it was tough to get through. I had to turn off my, you know, sports stuff and podcast and podcast and, put on random Netflix, you know, documentaries and stuff just to try to get my head off of it, man.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. man. It was it was uh uh it's been a rough couple of days, man. I um I actually when I heard the news, I was headed to top golf with my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter. Actually the whole family was headed there, but Sydney, who is 5, um really likes to do almost anything I'm doing. So she likes to play golf, and so we went to the driving range on Saturday, and she had balls for probably an hour and a half straight, and wanted to stay out there longer. Impressive. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah she she loves playing, and um, so she wanted to play again on Sunday. So I told her we take it, we take her to uh, Top Golf. So we're headed there, and got the news. And the whole time I was there, it was um, almost like surreal; like it hadn't really settled in yet. Um,
0: this still hasn't you know, settled for me at yet.
2: Top Golf, yeah. Um, I think more so it has with me, but like you know, Top Golf they had the TVs on, and then it had just become like, okay, okay, credible sources are, are putting this out. Uh, by the way, before I forget, I just want to give a large fu to, uh, TMZ for you know posting the article before the families could even be notified. You know, very classy organization, obviously. Um, but. Anyway, um, it started to be, um, you know, posted by ABC, and then I saw Woj posted, and then I knew it was true. Um, so, um, like you know, basically I was in Top Golf and just continued to play, having a good time, um, but kind of like compartmentalizing. And then I got back and um, and turned on some of the coverage and see some of the tributes and some of the things going on, and you know, it was sad, but didn't really hit me until um, shortly after that. I'm watching the tributes, and, you know, I'm thinking about not only Kobe, but Gigi and their relationship and um, how she, you could tell, she just wanted to be like her dad and and having a daughter that feels the same way and honestly having a one-year-old who, I mean, wants to do everything I'm doing too and follows me around everywhere I go. um, I understand that feeling. So um, I was sitting in the living room, and then all of a sudden my daughter, who often does this. Runs and shoots something in the corner and goes, Daddy, watch this. Kobe. And that's when it really hit me. <laughs> um, yeah, she had no clue what was going on. Um she still doesn't know that Kobe died. I haven't told her because I know she'll uh she's she gets a little emotional. So um but it's crazy. I I let some tears go, man. It's the first time, like literally, I and this just, just for you guys to, to know, and this is not like something I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just some tough macho guy. I don't think I've cried since uh, my coach Norm's funeral, which was maybe what was it 08?
1: Yes, Jeremy. Jeremy, you're saying you haven't cried since 08. Something wrong with you. <laughs>
2: I know, I, and I'm. I, <laughs> I, I'm being dead serious. I, I've, I've I've often felt like you know there's something wrong because I, I really don't think I've cried since Norm's fu- funeral. I don't I don't I can't remember ever like and I <laughs> thought about it before, and it's been some tragic things that have happened. And that time frame, I saw somebody die right in front of me at a uh, Waffle House. I was running, um, lady had a heart attack right in front of me. Um, I was the one that, you know, somebody started doing CPR. I called 911. I was there the whole time. Um, I talked to the coroner, had him come out and at no point in time. And did I cry? I felt bad that I didn't feel that emotion to cry, but I just didn't. Um, so yeah, I mean like it's, the, obviously and and you know i know there's probably some people out there that go hey i don't know you guys didn't know this person how do you feel this way but it's something about um it's athletics personal, to me that's a you, little bit yeah. different
1: and it's like yeah. people say that it's like dude i, I mean obviously we were heavy in the sports but i mean Kobe yeah. kind of grew up with us i mean he was five years yeah. older than me i mean I, i've been following kobe since he got drafted like he's just exactly. part of the, the, the last two decades you know like however I,
2: I didn't I didn't feel that way with with Whitney Houston. I didn't feel that way with Michael Jackson. I didn't feel that way, obviously, with Princess Diana. I was like 10. Um, But celebrity deaths in general, and even celebrity lives overall, like people getting dressed up to watch the royal wedding, to me, was the silliest thing I've ever heard of in my life. (laughs) But, um, you know, just just people who get involved with that stuff, I never really understood it. But Kobe, to me, was different because so many of my life experiences – um, were you know basically involved Kobe like w- watching Kobe play. Like I remember, you know, the All Star games going back, him playing against Michael Jordan. You know, them coming back against the uh the Blazers and and going through the Shaq and Kobe years and going to uh the years where he's scoring eighty eighty one points and sixty two and three quarters against the eventual finals team, and then coming back and winning titles, going through. So basically. Not only do are these like you know these are obviously Kobe moments and moments that were Kobe's, but when you experience them, you have life memories that are tied to them, and so those those memories kind of die with Kobe. I mean, you always have them, but it's um, it's it's just sad from that perspective. And then not, not only that, man, Gigi, um, to see, uh, to me, it's it's like just the 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 memory I'll have in my head for probably forever will be. Them sitting at the at the Nets game about three or four months ago, and and Kobe explained the game to her, and she, you could tell she's really into it, and, and you know they're having a good father daughter um time, and and as we all are, you know guys with girls, it's uh, it's man that relationship is special. So not only do I you know hurt for Vanessa and um the oldest daughter who's seventeen, and I'm sure she's going through it because she understands what's going on, and the youngest two probably don't. I mean, honestly, I think I feel probably more for the youngest than anybody because she's going to grow up and not know who her dad is. She's not going to understand, um, you know, that relationship or, or understand exactly how much she was loved. So, um, you know, not only that, I, I'd be remiss to not say something about all the other families that were killed. you got got, um, you know, two kids from the from – the, I can't even think of his yeah, name, Eddie. but the baseball coach that died. Yeah, uh, they've got two kids, and the, their mom and dad died. Um, the, the basketball coach. Yeah, that's true. Um, and the basketball coach, um, left her husband with three young kids. So, um, you know, the, the pilot obviously had a family. It's a lot of things that go into it. So, I mean, it's really sad, but, um, at the, uh, at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's a part of life and life is, is, although we often don't think about it, um, as being so it's, I mean, it's, it can be gone in a second. And one thing that I've never really done, I've never really been a, uh, somebody who's afraid of death or, or who really thinks about death that much um, until I had kids. And to be honest, um, right. absolutely. when you have kids and especially when they're young and they're so dependent on you and you understand what the responsibility you have, not only to, to them, but you know, you and your you and your wife, your your team to raise them, and you know how much it takes to raise them, and and you not being there would be such a crippling, you know, blow to the entire family. That's what my biggest fear. And when I really started thinking about death and process the whole thing um, of you know your own mor- mortality is when I had kids. So you know, the Kobe death, even though he leaving them in a you know obviously going to be in a great financial position, I mean that's that's the biggest fear of all. Like you know, leaving leaving a family with nobody to to. Uh, to be a dad.
0: Yeah. And yeah,
1: I agree. And uh, yeah, just condolences to the non-victims and all their families, just an all around sad situation. You know, Kobe was just uh, almost bigger than life. And it says a lot about the way he lived and the way he gave being that, you know, guys and, and even, you know, women from all walks of life, all different sports worldwide from soccer to tennis, all somebody in every realm of sport has claimed Kobe to be their mentor that just says a lot about the way he lived his life. And yeah, it's just, it's just sad situation. I, I really feel like touching on what Jeremy said is, you know, having daughters myself is just a different level of just hurt being that, you know, when, when your daughters look you in the eye and you just know like all the hope and, you know, dreams they have. And, you know, just seeing that kind of same sparkle and Gianna, when she saw her dad, is just sad knowing that she can't, you know, see, you know, her future. You know, it just, it just sucks. Um, but, uh, Jared, do you have anything else to say? Yeah. To on that.
0: Yeah. I, in reality, one of the things, too, that, you know, the uh, Drake has a line where he, he's talking to Push the T after the whole beef where he, you know, he, uh, you know, when he has his whole song, he says, I wasn't hiding. He was claiming that he didn't lose? The, yes, yes. But he, he has the line where he says, you know, I wasn't hiding my. Uh, I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid, uh, from empty souls who so just wake up and look to debate. Until you stand at your seat, you can never relate. And I, like one of the things about that line, besides the fact that Drake is lyrically amazing, the bar heart. yeah, but it is like there are certain things. Like until you have a kid and experience it, like you won't understand it. And I think like the the thing is right. There's the the whole um, theological. De- not theological, but I guess psychological debate about nature versus nurture, where, you know, they look at it and say, how much of this is you and how much of this is just like the way you were brought up, raised, etc." And for the longest, I thought most of everything was like, oh yeah, you just raise your kid a certain way. And so then they do this or they do that, or their personalities kind of develop based off of you until I had <laughs> Zoe and i'm like man if zoe ain't me i'm telling you that girl is me in everything and i think the the funny part about it is is like when i get mad at her i feel like i'm getting mad at me because the girl acts exactly like me like it's 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 frightening um no <laughs> it's not frightening but no uh-uh. um and the thing is it's real cute uh-huh. but no uh-huh. in reality <laughs> <laughs> no it is though man. <laughs> But you, you look at it and you say, you know, Kobe had these, you know, four girls. And obviously, you know, L. Duncan did an excellent piece today on him being a girl dad and being so proud of having girls. And, um, But the other part of this is this. Like, his girl, uh, or Gigi, was like the one that was the most like him. Like, and I'm not saying that. Right. It's not like, oh, you, you know, clearly you don't love – you know, one daughter more than the other one or etc. Like that's not the case. But it's and but it's is. There's like with with my daughters, Zoe, I I, I clearly don't love Zoe anymore than I love Ariana. Uh but Zoe is I mean, she is me. And like Ariana is really her mom's personality. Um and I I I think the when when the situ- when it first happened. The when I before they announced that that Gigi was on the the helicopter, as price sounds terrible. But my thought process wasn't, I wonder how the family's going to deal with it. My thought process was, I wonder how Gigi's going to deal with it because she's the one that's always at the game with Kobe. She's the one who Kobe's always, you know, he coaches her team. He fall and 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 I was like, man, she's going to take that extremely tough. And then you know. To look up and and realize that she was actually on the plane or on the on the helicopter, um, man, it's it's extremely sad and and also kind of a cautionary tale of like making sure you listen to you know sound advice, man. Um, they weren't supposed to be taken off. I mean, they had to get special Absolutely. clearance.
1: They shouldn't have been. I mean, to they yeah, should
0: flying,
1: it shouldn't man. have been flying.
0: And you see that you see this happen a lot where um. You know, you have these uh, the situations where people are, that have money and they they kind of have this invincibility. I mean, you look at Kanye's mom when she died; she was getting liposuction, and they literally she went to two doctors, and they all said, uh, you know, don't get it, don't get it done because of the fact of like you could die on the table, and she wouldn't got it done anyway. And what happened? She died on the table. Um, there, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's so sad. Uh, but some of that stuff can be avoided just by listening to, to to you know people who know know what they're talking about, man. When when the police and all those people were like, "Look, we don't we're not flying our helicopters today because the weather's so bad." Um, you know, Skip Bayless talked about you know he talked to,
1: and that was you know probably two or three hours afterwards where they called off uh, the search uh, crew or team because it was too foggy. Yeah, and I mean, they, particular- they took off at like 10, 10 a.m. Yeah, it's, in, been, it's never been never been cleared to fly.
0: The, the craziest thing is uh, Skip Bayless was talking about, you know, he, he's he lives in LA, but he said, you know, he was in Miami for Super Bowl stuff, and he said that um he said he, he called his wife um to see how everything was going at the house. And he said she she said, and this is before the whole Kobe situation, she said it's so foggy outside, I can't see across the street. And I mean to get in a plane in those conditions, especially considering, like you know, when JFK Jr. died, um, you know, it was apparently um, he died because of the fact that on the plane he got, you know, you get up in the air and it was dark, and um, you know, you can't really tell which way is up. You know, you don't know what's up with, and and that's the thing when it gets foggy. Sometimes some of the the doctor I and mean, some of the pilots, if you're you're not as experienced. You know, you can get in those clouds and, and up looks like down and down looks like up. And, I mean, I, I'm not sure if that's what happened or if it, was, if it was pilot error or not, man. But it, that that was a super sad part for me it was um, thinking about Gigi and, and the fact that all she wanted to do was hang out with her dad and, and be that basketball star. And, you know, she was on that plane with him, man. It's um, heartbreaking, man.
1: Yeah, but uh, RIP Kobe, RIP G- Gianna, uh, and the rest of the seven victims and their families. I saw, uh, 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 I think it was on Instagram, a post of the dad mm-hmm. who's, like Jared said, I think uh, he's left with his three daughters. I think his, his, his wife was one of the coaches, but just a sad situation. So RIP to all of them. They're definitely in our prayers. And let's move on to some uh happier news. It's a, it's a, a very exciting week. Super Bowl is going to be on Sunday. Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. I'm super excited. I think it's probably going to be the game of the year. Uh I think uh what's the line right now, fellas? It should be a Pick'em. No, I think it was Might close be a Pick'em or two, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know who's gonna win this game. But uh let's let's start with Jeremy on this topic. Let's let's go through your Super Bowl predictions. I know we haven't talked football in a while, but let's let's get the uh, joints oiled back up and let's talk some football.
2: so uh I don't know about the whole joints to oil up, but um, overall, man, I think this is going to be a right, great Nova game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yeah,
2: so I was supposed to do hot yogas today, and um, it did not happen. So, um, Anyway, I, I think the 49ers are going to win this game pretty handily. I don't think it's going to be bad. I think they're going to win this game by 7 to 10 points um, overall. I think the reason they'll win this game is for two reasons. For one, Kyle Shanahan – with a week to prepare is going to really confuse the chiefs. Um I think they're going to score a lot of points. I think they're really going to dominate in the in the uh run game because the chiefs are what, 27th against the run and I know they go oh well they shut down you know Derrick Henry last week. Well yeah, the difference is Kyle Shanahan is not going to just literally line up and let Derrick Henry run into a wall and try to run over everybody. He's going to call so many plays. They have so many motions that they have no clue what's going on. I'm sure there's going to be trick plays and people running you know, crazy sets and all kind of stuff. So um, Overall, I think uh, they'll, they'll be able to score, and I think that defense will be able to handle Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think Pat Mahomes has kind of gotten away with playing a bunch of sorry defenses lately. Uh, Tennessee doesn't have a good defense. The Texans don't have a good defense. Speak. Um, going back into. Huh? Breach. Yeah. Um, going back into the regular season, they finished the season up playing against, like, the Chargers twice, the Raiders. Um, they played. Who else did they play? They lost to the Titans once. They, had, they had a whole bunch of sorry teams they played lately. And everybody wants to crown Patrick Mahomes, the greatest football player of all time. Let me say this If you want to crown him, then crown their ass. But
0: they are
2: who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Nah. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Passer Mahomes could be the greatest football player of all time. You know what I'll be able to tell that when he doesn't
0: have Hall when he doesn't M- have Hall. seven when he
2: doesn't, when he doesn't when he's not playing with a super team. Like I've been saying that day, for years. I was like, man, literally, I could take Teddy Bridgewater and throw him on the cheese, and they'd still be in the Super Bowl right now. They would. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's one of those things where, I mean, the kid's talented. Obviously, he's got crazy arm strength. But someone in the entire playoffs, show me one pass he made into a tight, into a tight window. People are running wide open. You got one of the best play callers. I'd say top three, him. I think Kyle Shanahan is the best right now, but I think he's probably second best or third best with Sean Payton. Um, and so you got a top three play caller. You've got an elite offensive line. You've got a top two tight end. You've got the fastest receiver in the league who's a top five receiver. You've got Sammy Watkins. You've got McCole Hartman. You've got uh, Dante Ro- was it Dante uh, Robinson. Um, Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like at a certain point, when does it become like unfair offensively? Now, I know he doesn't have a defense, but, hey, at the end of the they day, people are judging him based on his offense. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, their defense is not that good. Um, But, I mean, I, I I get the kid's talent. I would love for him to be on the on the Saints, according to Sean Payton after that draft, which I killed him for. He said that had the Chiefs not traded up in front, he was planning on taking Patrick Mahomes with the 11th overall pick in the draft, and they moved up and drafted him at 10th. And I said, thank God you got went in front of us because we needed a cornerback and we got Marshawn Lattimore. And even though Marshawn Lattimore in his first three years has made two Pro Bowls, I'd gladly trade him right now for Patrick Mahomes. Oh,
0: yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you you would have known how
1: good Mahomes would be because B- Brees is still playing. He would have took Brees' job. He like, would have taken like, Brees' job. Uh, he would have still been. been, been uh, I, I don't, don't know. So. Like I don't think so. Think
2: about it this way. I don't think he would have until maybe this year. And that six game stretch, he
0: probably averaged like forty five.
2: <laughs> and they be like, ah.
0: Oh! <laughs> I mean, there. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but Jerry, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on this game, though, man. I um, you know, obviously we're kind of done with the the picks part, but I still got twenty eight hundred dollars to play with, man. So I want to make sure I stretch this lead out as as far as possible. I'm going to take all twenty eight hundred dollars that I've won this year on the podcast. And I'm putting it on the 49ers to win this game. Look, man, we got to look at it from a realistic standpoint. What, what gives the Chiefs problems? Patrick Mahomes under pressure. What's the major problem? One, most teams can't get pressure unless they blitz. And those teams don't have the cornerbacks to match up with their speed by blitzing. Do the 49ers have the corners to match up while blitzing? No, because nobody really can guard Tyreek Hill one-on-one. But do they have a pass rush that can get to Patrick Mahomes without having a blitz? Yes, they do. So, uh, and by the way, shout-out to number 41 for the uh, the San Francisco 49ers, Emmanuel uh, Mosley. I didn't realize, and I've, I've been touting this year about how good he, he's playing at, at, you know opposite Richard Sherman. I did not realize he was a Greensboro, North Carolina native from Dudley High School. So, uh, shout-out, man. uh gosh. Anyway, it's a lot. It's a lot of, of Greensboro dudes in the league, man. You got obviously Kenan Allen, is probably the best one. Uh, but you, you got is Ebron, Ebron's from uh, Greensboro, believe too, right? I think he is. Um, so yeah, he yeah, is. Ebron. yeah, Ebron is. Yeah, Yes, yeah, so, I mean, you know, we got we A and T Aggie, probably we got, right down the street. We got a lot of people. We got Hinton Hooker might be in the league in a couple years. But back on topic, look. You gotta you gotta be able to do a few things to beat the Chiefs. One, you gotta be able to run the ball really well to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. The Chiefs obviously have a, a lack of ability to stop the run. Um, and last week they still didn't even or last game they didn't stop Derek Henry. They, they the Titans stopped Derek Henry by stopping running the ball. Uh, they ran the ball sixteen times in the first first half, and they ran it four times in the in, in the second half. Uh, it was four or two? It was it was somewhere around there. Um, So the 49ers have a a propensity to run the ball. Secondly, you got to have a tight end to match up and and to create mismatches. Tyron Matthew does a great job guarding tight ends. He's not big enough to guard George Kittle. And that's not a shot at Tyron Matthew. I've been, as a Texans fan, I wish we'd never gotten rid of Tyron Matthew and he was still playing in the blue and red and white, or the red, white, and blue, however you want to call it, the Texans colors. But with that being said, Kittle is the best tight end of football, I, and everybody saying, "Oh yeah, the best two are him and Kelsey." I'm not even sure if that's the case. I'd probably say Ertz is in that that number as well. But I I'd say I take
2: no. Urts not as good as uh, Kelsey. Here's, I will agree with you on Kittle, but he's not as good. Like You you
0: can make. Here's the thing. Uh, Kelsey drops a, a good amount of, ball, of balls, man. I mean, I'm I'm and it may just be this year. Every game I turn on, he drops two. Pa- he drops two passes in those games. Now he may be a monster the rest of the game. But uh Ertz doesn't seem to drop a ball. Uh but I'll say this. So he he dropped that one pass against you got
2: one two last week. Search. That was a terrible throw. Okay. He dropped two. I remember the the one, the one last week was a terrible throw. People were like, oh yeah, he dropped it. I'm like, no, that wasn't oh, that, was by the the way, that was a miscue by How many how
0: many of those are we gonna give Patrick Mahomes? Every time a ball is thrown behind the guy, they're like Oh man, you got to come up with that. It was a player, Sammy Watkins, was running versus the Texans, and it was like a, a, a <laughs> it was a, a, a crossing route, and literally he threw the ball. It had to be a foot and a half behind him. Sammy Watkins reached back with his left hand and put a left hand on it and turned was like, oh man, he's got to come up with that. And I'm like, we don't give anybody else that pass on a missed throw. Like, but so I will, I will agree. There's sometimes where like Kelsey doesn't actually drive, but like. Mahomes actually misses throws, like he's actually human, uh, and that's the thing, man. I, I,
1: I've got the Chiefs in this game, guys.
0: I, I want to know. I want to know your reasoning why. Because I, the reason I, I don't think so is I don't think they're going to be on the field that long. And here's the one thing I will tell you, real quick. If you look at sports as and as a whole this year, it has been teams coming out of nowhere winning championships. Yeah, LSU, who was not even a, a preseason top five team, wins a championship in college. You got the Washington Nationals, who were not even a top ten team to win the the uh, and odds to win the, the World Series. Who wins it? You got uh, Virginia, even though like Virginia was seated high, they had just lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament the previous year. They go in there and and probably win it. You got all these like situations. By the way, Virginia is not going to make
1: the NCAA tournament this year. It's crazy. <laughs> Are they not? No, they
0: will. I just mean, I, I just,
1: they I just
2: they, they just beat Florida State a few minutes ago, so they're like 14-6. Oh, okay. and six. That might help them. Okay, I'll that, that, that
1: definitely
0: helps. And, and then the other, the other, me, the other team, the Raptors one The firepower
1: one the from Kansas City is, is just going to be too much for San Francisco. I think Mahomes has gotten down early. I think he, they don't I, – I really think they come out and punch the 49ers in the mouth. I think Mahomes is a better quarterback than Jimmy G. I like Jimmy G, but I just think uh, the firepower is going to lie uh, on Kansas City side. And I think that's – at the end of the day, I think that's what's going to uh, – then it's what's gonna uh gonna be the determining factor. Um, I predict this game to be uh forty five to twenty eight for the Chiefs. So wow, you the-
2: calling they, they, here, Here's my here's my reasoning why the Chiefs will not win this game and why I don't think they have much of a chance to win this game. Okay, there's two ways you beat the 49ers. One of them is you have to get the ball out of your hands very quickly before the pass rush can get to you a la Drew Brees, what he did uh, when we played him and he put up 46 points. Um, or you have to just be super elusive and them not be able to catch you, like Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson did to the 49ers. I don't put Patrick Mahomes in either one of those categories. Patrick Mahomes is a is a deep ball thrower. He is a, a, a big shot, hold the ball a long time, and I've got a great offensive line, so they're going to hold up. I don't think that offensive line is going to hold up to Nick Bosa and the slew of number one or first-round picks they're going to be going against for number one. Number two, as much as Patrick Mahomes has been running around, uh, if he comes around stumbling around, and I don't know how he got an end zone on that play against uh, the the, tech, the Titans. That was pathetic. If he runs like that against the 49ers, I'm going to look forward to seeing what Matt
0: Moore looks like in the Super Bowl because they're going to take him out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeremy, here, here, here's the other, the other. Yeah, it's part gonna be right. a
1: good game, though, man. Um,
0: Real quick, the the other part I want I want to touch on: the Forty ers really have had three seasons. All right, so the Forty ers were eight and zero, undefeated, and then all their defensive players got hurt. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Quan Alexander got hurt. D. Ford got hurt. Jeremy uh too handy. Got hurt. Um, it, it was you said what? No, no. <laughs> no, anyway, so they uh those those guys all get hurt. And then after that happens, then you look at it and you say, "All right, now what? What are they like?" And then they went like four and three. I want to say the next few games, and then now their their defense is back healthy. They've been playing great ball again, man. And I I just don't see, I don't see them losing, man. I really don't. I, I and everybody that's down on Jimmy G and I'm I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Jimmy G. I don't think Jimmy G is like this. You know, if you, if you start looking and saying, Oh, yeah, well, look at his record. You know, he's 28 and what, you know, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not about that. I'm not about, uh, giving record, uh, things for, for quarterbacks unless we're going to start back that nonsense of Dak Prescott's the top two quarterback in the league because he was winning divisions in the NFC East. Um, but one of the things I will say about Jimmy G is this season when they're down or they need a score, he gets a score like that may be overlooked. But man, Jimmy G, when they need him to they when they they're like, hey, look, bruh, they get they get that 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 bruh moment, man, Jimmy G come up clutch. Saints, he needed a score, he got a score. Jimmy G is clutch. You you look at the right. the Cardinals game where they needed a score, he got a score. There's plenty of games this year where it was like, all right, it came down to could Jimmy G pull it off. And Jimmy G typically pulls it off. Now he might throw you a couple picks that get dropped in the meantime, but they get dropped. <laughs>
1: yeah so fellas i know it was a little rough a little rough this week and i'm looking forward to the weekend we got uh zoe's party. it's gonna be popping uh you know there's multiple Super Bowl parties you know just going on with friends and family and all that good stuff so uh tell me about your weekends what do you guys have planned what are you looking forward to i know everybody's you know me i'm currently trying to avoid everything kobe you know um yeah, let's let's talk about that really quick and we can get up out of
0: here. Yeah, man. So um, th- the thing that kind of annoyed me is this. I Anybody that knows me knows I'm like a, I'm a weirdo. So by that I mean this. I watch more like high school sports stuff than probably about anybody. Um, and uh, with that being said, I was very much so looking forward to trying to um, – Check out a high school basketball game this weekend. But apparently all the games end on Friday night. Um, And I will be preparing for a four-year-old princess birthday party Friday night. And there's no games this weekend. And the the state tournament doesn't start for another two weeks. So I will probably be. um, Where's the state tournament? Is that uh, here in Atlanta? So they're at the different sites. The state championships are in Macon. Um, I go there every year. Damn you should go with me. It'll be magnificent. Um, by the way, Grayson, which is right down the street from me, in. Uh, um, Grayson has a top 25 team in the country. Um, so, uh, and By the way, Damon, this is off topic, but it's on the podcast. We'll still get into it. So went to our, our, our conference for work this week or last week in Miami. One of the guys asked him where he was from. He said he was from. Marietta, Georgia, and he went to McEachern. I was like, so you from Potter Springs? He's like, yeah, I didn't know you knew about Potter Springs. I was like, yeah, I live in Atlanta, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, did you realize McEachern High School is the largest public high school campus in America? And the McEachern family has a trust for for the high school. So they, um, apparently um, there is the, the principal gets a house to live in. And apparently, he lives in a mansion on the campus. Huh? Is that where we went to the high
1: school game like two or yeah, three years ago? Yeah, where the football stadium I mean, looked like, it was like,
0: like we were uh, at That Friday was a whole night. campus. Yeah, yeah, I can
1: see that. Campus,
2: I can't it's believe easy. it's bigger than Modern Day, though. Modern Day has like 17,000 students.
1: <laughs> yeah, Hold I mean, on. We got, we got a caller. Hold on. Hold on. Hello, this is Damon from the Me Bros Podcast. Who am I speaking with? We're live on air. Oh, my bad. Okay, I'm going to holler at you. (laughs) Uh.
0: (laughs) Uh, Damon, Damon,
1: Damon. Uh, Love you, sis. Well, yeah, what used to? <laughs> yeah, I think Mkeetra is the spot we went to a couple of years ago. Yeah, we saw. Jared and I parked, like, a mile away on a different part of, the, of their campus. And so, the, yeah. The when to the JR uh, Cricket. My soccer. girls are going to be going to Keetra. They're be going to to Harrison, uh, the alma
0: mater of Justin Fields.
1: Uh, so, yeah. You know, Potter Springs, you're up all day.
0: <laughs> J.D.Z., what you got going on this weekend, man? Uh,
2: coming to Atlanta, I was hoping to be able to get That's you guys fair, on the fair. golf course because uh, – I've got, you know, a new uh three wood that's coming in tomorrow, and um I'm I got my wedge back because I had to I lost it at Stream Song, so I am looking forward to destroying you guys, and it looks like you all are gonna be ducking that beat down. So yeah, I guess y'all have to wait until oh. Vegas. Uh,
0: that's two weeks away. We'll be uh, two and a half weeks okay. away. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Two and a half weeks yeah. from uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: so three weeks from Thursday.
0: <laughs> well, I'm anyway. saying – I'm talking about because you say we're going to be ducking it that way. I'm talking about you only had two and a half extra weeks compared to –
2: Yeah. Oh, after, right. yeah. Yes. Uh, One thing I will say, I'll probably be watching uh, my Pelicans who, um after destroying the Celtics um a couple of days ago, won today by 17 points against Cleveland Cavaliers. Zion mm-hmm. – Drew Holiday and Brandon Ingram combined to go 26 of 42 for 66 points. And (laughs) uh, 7 of 11 three-pointers. So uh, my boys are ready to dominate. Look out playoffs.
1: That's dope. Um, Yeah, so as far as my weekend is concerned, I'm going to be putting together stuff um, like I've been doing for the last month. Uh, My hands are almost numb at the tips. Um, And I'll be enjoying the princess party uh for Princess Zoe's fourth p- fourth birthday party. Once again, shout out to her. And uh yeah, we'll touch base with you guys next week. Um I'm gonna be bragging because I'm gonna have the prediction of the Super Bowl and that is the K- Kansas City Chiefs uh winning it. Um on that note, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to us uh for another week. Make sure you follow us, share us our IG um name is uh un- me underscore podcast Ami bros underscore podcast without the stutter. Uh yeah so on that note uh We're out.